What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment. <clears throat> excuse me. Welcome to another segment of Broadcast and Politics with your host, Cisco Acosta. And we have a special guest, Cheryl Shumley. She's the online opinion ed- editor for the Washington Times and author of several books. The most recent, The Devil in D.C., Winning Back the Country from the Beast in Washington and Up the Police State, How Orwell's Nightmare is Becoming Our Reality. Cheryl is also a Robert Novak journalist fellow, an award-winning journalist, and a frequent television and radio news guest. She's on here tonight. She'll be here for just for a little while because she has to put the kids uh, to sleep. So uh, Cheryl's publication credits include The Blaze, The Washington Times, The Washington Examiner, The Heritage Foundation, The Heartland Institute. Incredible, incredible. Uh, and we're honored to on the program time. Let me get started here. Julius Assange arrested in London, England. I'm not surprised. And guess what? The Ecuadorian government, which is where um, Assange was um, living because he asked for asylum at the uh, Ecuadorian, um, just received a funding money, $4.6 billion from the IMF and also money that they're going to be receiving from the development bank. Those two uh, entities are part of the globalists. They're the right hand of the globalists and they basically told the Ecuadorian government, we'll give you this money as long as you give us Julius. And that's what they did. So uh, I would say that today um, Ecuadorian government and the United Kingdom government are basically in the IMF. They all conspired, colluded against Julius Assange. You may hate him, you may like him, but we need more whistleblowers. Individuals that can basically pull up all that corruption, the level of corruption that's not in the United States. It's a global issue. Bribing, stealing, killing. It's all part of the globalist uh, mission and agenda. So in that sense, it is a sad day. (laughs) Another thing that's happening as part of the show tonight, the Great Wall of America and the threat of our enemies, we're having, we continue to have a crisis on the southern border, even though a certain party continues to tell everyone that there's no crisis. Uh, All these caravans coming from so many different countries in Central America, but don't have a crisis, you know. Uh, So it's really hilarious, you know, because they believe that the American people are stupid to, to believe them that there's no crisis on, on the southern border. But there is, <laughs> you know. But we'll see. We'll see in 2020 because it's going to be a comedy show with so many of these leftists, communists, socialists, whatever you want to call them. But uh bunch that particular party's uh, the candidates for that particular party that um, I, I call it the party of treason. I think it's, 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 it's a perfect name for, for that particular political party. But it's going to be interesting because everyone is fighting for reparations. Everyone is fighting 
to give illegal aliens uh, Social Security. All of them are in agreement. And you know what? As I've said in the, on this program in, in previous shows, that's going to be the down, downfall of that particular party because President Trump will win big if they keep sliding, sliding towards that socialist and commie mentality. And the, and, and the other part that a lot of people may not know or haven't been informed is that, you know, you have a, a, a certain individual, Mr. Hank Schultz, that will be running for the presidency. And that's going to create that's going to create a division, and <laughs> Mr. Trump is going to be the one that's going to benefit from this. So uh, it's going to be exciting, uh, very exciting. So uh, looking forward to enjoying myself in 2020. Listening, listening. So, welcome, Cheryl. How are you? Hey, it's great to be here. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Well, it's. Uh, I, I was just mentioning in my monologue. Uh, it's a sad day. In the, in the case of whistleblowers, future whistleblowers, because we had the big story that broke news uh, today out of London. Julius Assange arrested. What's your take on, on, on this whole scenario with Julius? Well, um, I, I did write a piece on this early this morning, right after it first broke. And as I was watching the news unfold throughout the day, my, my initial take still hasn't changed. Uh, and my initial take is that we need to be skeptics here uh, regarding the U.S. claims against Assange. Because this right. is something that, this is something that deserves a lot more scrutiny before we all rush to judgment and label this right. guy a, a criminal. Uh, because so far, what he's accused of doing is conspiracy to hacking, which means that he's not even accused of hacking. And right. second off, he's he's claiming journalistic privilege, uh, which is something that would give him a lot of leeway in asking his sources to provide documents and information. So it, we need to go slow here before we label this guy a criminal and send him off to you know prison or worse. Right, and but I, I think the, I think President Trump uh, is not one of th- those fans of uh, of um, he 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 hasn't really declared which way he's going to be going. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he did make a very generic statement. Uh, He was asked about it during the press conference, and he said that, you know, it's not his thing. He doesn't really know uh, what, what is going on with Assange and that it's something that the Justice Department is going to be dealing with and that he really doesn't have an opinion at this time. And that that's probably a good statement for him to make. Right, right. Well, I, I, I just hope that um, future whistleblowers are not discouraged by this uh, whole process, because while Julius Assange was held up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, when there was a socialist government in Ecuador, he was protected. Now that we have a, a right-wing government in Ecuador, and now they just received money, funding from the IMF and the uh, Development Bank, you start to see the picture that the Ecuadorians just turned them in because they were getting something in return. That's the impression I got. Did you get the same impression? Well, it is curious timing, and the the former leader of Ecuador who who allowed um, Assange to to stay sheltered there for the last seven years came out and said that this was an outright betrayal. Um, We do have to remember that there are no, uh, there's no proof that he's done anything. Uh, And and the big, 
the big thing with the other side, the big thing, and this goes for Democrats and even Republicans in the United States, is that they're claiming that Assange has blood on his hands because of the documents that he's released, has put over the years Americans in danger and possibly caused deaths. Well, there's no proof of that. There really isn't. What there is uh, proof of is that the documents that he released on WikiLeaks have caused embarrassment to high-level politicians and diplomats and have caused discomfort for certain politicians when they do dealings with politicians from other nations. So I guess if you embarrass Washington, D.C., that's the unforgivable offense. And (laughs) he seems to be paying a price for that now. So he's basically, he he has shown the true colors of American politicians, and that's the reason he's arrested. Unbelievable, unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Real quickly on to the, uh, I know you're short of time because um, you need to, Put the ch- your children bedtime to duty. bed. <laughs> yeah. and, and I under, I understand that I went through that phase a while back. Uh, the the movie Unplanned. Unplanned. You you did an excellent uh, piece on uh, Unplanned. Um, what? Thank you. What, you're welcome. What is the current situation, in your opinion, where this is headed? Because so many different states now are basically legalizing abortion at the ninth ninth month. Yeah, and that's a very scary situation. And, you know, regarding the the movie Unplanned, what a fiasco that was for that movie to be released. You know, first off, they couldn't do advertising on any any cable station except for Fox News. Then Twitter came out and, you know, they they issued an apology uh, and an explanation, but basically Unplanned lost all its followers and their their page went down for a while. Uh, And then to add fuel to the fire, Unplanned was issued the rated uh, the rating of R, which is so odd given that a lot of people believe little teenagers are supposed to be allowed to uh, give consent to abortions without telling their parents, but they can't see a movie on it. So I think the backlash, I think all this media has actually created a good thing for the makers of the movie Unplanned because it's generated a lot of interest uh, right. for their movie, which their movie is basically an awareness uh, message to those women uh, thinking of having abortions, showing the truths of abortion. So I think, politically speaking, there may see, be some backlash against states that are looking to go forward with those horrendous late-term and afterbirth mm-hmm. abortion bills. Oh yes, yes, that's uh, that's definitely um, that's a good point, very good point. But I think the, 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 this whole thing with the uh, the nine states. I think nine or ten states now that that are basically legalizing abortion at the ninth month. It's that there will be a backlash come election time next year in 2020. That's my opinion. What do you think about that? I hope, uh, and I live in one of those states. I live in Virginia, where the hypocrisy is big because you know all the troubles that the uh, Democratic leadership has had here in, in yeah. recent months. But, you know, I hope that the backlash is such that these people who advocate for late-term and uh, horrific, murderous afterbirth abortions are voted out of office. There's just – abortion in itself is an evil. But even if, you know, if if you believe that a woman has the right to choose and you can stomach the idea of abortion on that level, honestly, how can you possibly – uh, allow for an abortion after the baby's born, which isn't even abortion. It's just it's outright murder. Right, right, right. That's that's horrendous. I, I've never, I've never, I, I never thought the Democratic Party would would stoop up to that level. Uh, right. And, but they, but they have actually surprised me. And they'll surprise me next year because our next topic, really going quickly, and this is the presidential race. We have so many candidates. I lost track of how many candidates are in the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's 19 or 20 now. I, I forget yeah. which. I think they're on their way to surpassing the Republicans. I think that's what their, their intention is. We have to outdo the Republicans and, and have more candidates. <laughs> 
could so, be right on that. Yeah. So, Cheryl, in regards to the candidates, uh, who, in, who, in your opinion, based you're right there in, in, in D.C., Virginia, who do you see as the, as the candidate that would run to the top, will be on the top, uh, be the nominated? For the Democrats? Yeah, and oh. why? Uh, Bernie Sanders. I, okay. I think Bernie Sanders is uh, going to show some serious um, long-term campaigning. Uh, I don't think he's going to fizzle out. I think he's actually going to get stronger as, as the weeks go by. And uh, from, from a freedom perspective, a patriotic perspective, this bothers me because I can't stand socialism. I think yeah, socialists exactly. have no, no business in American politics. And if you go back a couple of years, Trump did say that the one candidate he worried the most about running against was Bernie Sanders. Uh, and so I, I think this is what the face-off is going to be in, in the next presidential election. I think these other Democrats are going to fall to the side because they're all small issues. Uh, they're, they're talking about reparations. They're talking right. about uh, LGBTQ rights. They're, they're not talking about big issues that really the majority of Americans care about. And uh, Cheryl, you have, we have a caller here, 812-652. Do you have a question for Cheryl? Actually, I have two questions, if, uh, if, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and I hate to do this because you're on one topic, and I want to I want to flip over to something else if possible. Go ahead. Um, first of all, thank you, um, Cheryl, for all that you're doing. I just went on Amazon and purchased both of your books that Cisco has listed for oh, the radio show, you. and uh, you're kind of <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> thank you. So I run a I run a preparedness site geared towards females. So you're hitting base here after base after base on everything that we talk about when it comes to our government being involved in or trying to be involved in our lives. And um, I would love to have you on my radio show if you're available, if we can get together maybe afterwards and talk sure. about that sometime. Um, sure. I think uh, especially because you're female, um, I would love to have my audience hear it from you um, instead of just, you know, uh, flipping all over the place there. And we've talked about a lot of the stuff that you talk about. Bill Cooper used to be on the radio before my show came on, so I've listened to the whole Orwellian part of what's going on with in our lives right now. But my question to you is, because you have a statement on here, the Constitution has been tossed on the same trash pile as the Bible, which is an interesting statement that I'd like to pick your brain on later um, considering the manipulation that has gone on on both of those. But considering everything that you're talking about in, in your books and on the radio now, where do you see our country heading to? Because we really need to be prepared for that. You see us, there's a lot of, of chatter about a civil war, about states succeeding, you know, splitting apart, and all of that. But within the United States, what, in your opinion, based upon your expertise, are we heading towards? Yeah, that, that's a really great question, and it's one that I put a, uh, a lot of thought into, as I'm sure most of the listeners right now have. And here's my gloom and doom, followed by optimistic uh, prediction. Uh, um, America's going down fast. I mean, we know this, right? It, it's, it's crumbling from within. Our morals are rot. Um, you know, our, our politics follow our morals and our culture, so our politicians are rot. Our education system, our once grand education system, is just, it's a propaganda machine. So where's the hope? I mean, five, ten more years of this in America, we're, we're just one Hillary Clinton presidency away from just total uh, internal destruction. So that's the gloom and doom. But here's the optimism. I just have so much faith in a nation that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles that is still filled with people nowadays that turn to God in prayer. And I just think that it's only going to take some concerted prayer and turn back to the, the founding father ideals that made this nation great, which is that our rights come from God, not government. And I think if people are willing to be bold 
and take the fire and the mocking that you get from the left for making statements like that, I think our country overnight could just turn the corner back to the greatness it once was. Awesome. Awesome answer. But what about the people that are seeing the Constitution possibly as a letter that was written to bring our country to a fall and who would prefer us to go back to the Articles of Confederation and just broaden those? Well, I mean, I happen to love the Constitution, uh, and I read the Declaration of Independence on a, on a semi-regular basis because I think it's the ideals of the Declaration that found its way into the U.S. Constitution, and I just think that people need to take a strong stand uh, I think half the problems, maybe even more than half the problems from this country, uh, the problems that we're facing right now are due to the failure of people in the know to speak up. I think people are frightened. I think people are apathetic. And I think uh, people need to get a little bit more bold, and I think that will take care of a great deal of the problems we're facing right now. But how do we do that when we watch Julian Assange get carted off, you know, today to jail for who knows how long. Yep. I think that's where a lot of us are coming from, is, you know, how much of our private lives are going to be disrupted if we take a stand. You know, as a patriot, you know, when is it time? And how much of our lives, you know, our founding fathers, pretty much their lives were destroyed for this country. And how many are left here that walk the earth now are willing to take the same risk? Yep, you're, you're absolutely right, and I think the tendency is that we start thinking down that path and we go down this big rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, there's so much that we have to do, how can we possibly win? And I just think right. that we all have uh, a commission, we all have a mission, we all have a seed planted by God, and we're all here uh, with freedoms that come from God, and He certainly doesn't want us to fail. So... Whatever, whatever we are able to do in our own individual capacities, whether it's to speak to large audiences, to have radio shows like you two both do, or just to go to your local school board and speak up against the infiltration of, of LBGTQ rights and so forth. It, we, we can all do something. And as a matter of fact, when, when you get my second book in the mail, the second book, Devil in D.C., is all about solutions, what everybody in America can do awesome. from small scale to large scale. Fantastic. Fantastic. I will let you go because yeah. I know you don't have a lot of time, but please, if it's going to try to get a hold of me, I would love, love, love to pick your, to pick your brain. Sure. Definitely. Definitely. Cheryl, just uh, Thank you, caller. Uh, we have um, one more little quick cover. We can cover this really quick. The southern border. Sure. The, the whole situation with uh, the Democrats keep saying there's no crisis, but we see the caravans here. And we're, we're seeing all these, the Border Patrol uh, overwhelmed with the number of, of, of uh, asylum candidates that are basically taking, uh, you know, stationing themselves to come into the U.S. How do you think uh, President Trump is, is, is doing? Well, I, I really wish the Republicans back when they had both the House and Senate had done their job and mm -hmm. given President Trump the tools he needed then to go forward and construct the wall. But I am... Uh, happy to see that Donald Trump is not just rolling over and playing dead. Uh, he's actually going forward. He's got a new Homeland Security uh, top dog coming in and so forth. And he's listening to his voters. He's listening to his base. And he is trying to secure the border. And if you listen to the language, he's not backed down uh, about messaging that this is a crisis on the border. The left likes to paint that as a tin hat uh, conspiracy, but it's not. It's a real crisis. And you've got some, some good fighting going on in the Trump administration and in uh, many, many avenues of the media painting that same message. So uh, I'm hopeful that that's going to be curbed, that the infiltration at our border under President Trump is going to be slowed. Fantastic. And the last thing, can you give out your website? And and also again the uh, the books that you have so our listeners can look and purchase some of your great books. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. My my website is CherylChumley.com. Um, I've got links to my books there, Devil in D.C. That's the second book, and it's all solution-oriented. So if you want to know how to fight on a practical, pragmatic level, more than just writing your congressman or something like that, that book is filled with solutions. And my first book, uh, Police State USA, talks about some of the difficulties our country is facing right now, some of the infringements of government in some ways that you may not even have thought of, but it's all geared toward the same Police State USA type of thing. And come find me on Twitter as well at C.K. Chumley. Fantastic. Thank you again for taking time from your busy schedule. And we'd love to have you again. You know, it's uh, you're always welcome. And hopefully next time we can accommodate you for a whole hour. So uh, that, fantastic. Have, great. Have a great, yeah, yeah, have a great week, and God bless America, and thank you again, Cheryl. Hey, God bless. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. So that was Cheryl Shumley. Shumley what a great guest. What a great guest. Uh, I think the way she covered Every aspect of what we just discussed is fascinating because we are in dire trouble. I mean, we're in trouble. I mean, we have forces, dark forces that are basically trying to destroy our country within. And they're being, they're very, they've become very bold about it. They're not hiding it anymore. They're basically saying, this is what we're going to do. Take it or leave it. And the patriotic Americans, we need to stick together and work and defend this country. Otherwise, we'll turn into another Venezuela. Remember, Venezuela 20 years ago, 15 years ago, was a very progressive country. I mean, it was growing the largest oil refineries in the world. Okay. People would travel to Venezuela. It was, the economy was booming. 15 years later, people are eating from garbage garbage cans, fighting. So things can turn around so quickly if we let them. In 2011 in Venezuela, the Venezuelan government decided that their citizens did not have a right to own a gun or weapons. So they confiscated but the bad, the bad individuals, the criminals in Venezuela, they were still able to get weapons. But the good citizens, they were not able to get those weapons. So when you hear the left telling we need to reform our gun, we need to constantly reshape the Second Amendment. Please remember what's happening, what has happened in Venezuela, what has happened in Australia after the confiscation of weapons. Remember what's happening in Europe where individuals do not have a right, except for Switzerland, have a right to a weapon, except the criminals do. So I believe that we need to stay alert. We have to stay alert. To, to uh, I was on, a, on another show, and we were discussing this whole situation with the NRA. And the NRA has the largest collection of gun owners in the United States. And so far, they've been 
pretty, pretty good in regards to restraining the arms of the federal government to take that information. But what happens if a different type of government surfaces and they force they force the NRA to give up that inf- that data, that information of all the legal gun owners, so they can conf- confiscate those weapons. And we must stay vigilant to what's happening in Washington, but also what's happening around the world. I try to do my best to focus on a, on a global scale of what's happening. Because people may say, oh, but that's conspiracy. That's, you know, I don't believe in that. Well, you better start believing. There is a drive. There is a, there's a global drive to turn and create this so-called new world order. And like I said, they're not ashamed anymore. They're not hiding it anymore, you know. And this whole thing with migration and refugees, if you read what what the intentions are, that's been documented in certain documents that have surfaced that basically entails that in 1950, a Dutch parliament, uh, a Dutch po- politician, basically wrote how the European Union should be, and that we sh- they should bring a vast amount of third world country individuals for different reasons cheap labor, create tribalism, you know, different cultures. Like it's not bad enough already that you have this European Union where most of the countries speak a different language and the culture is totally different and there's so much infighting. And then on top of that, you want to bring people from third world countries that are totally disconnected from the European culture. So don't let anyone fool you and think and, and embarrass you and, 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 and feel like you're a conspiracy nut when this is what is actually happening. There's an intention of overflowing these individuals to come to first world first world countries. And and there's a lot of forces. I mean, the non-governmental agencies are actually helping for this influx of refugees in Europe. The Catholic Church, which receives funding from a lot of these organizations and also from private organizations like Open Society of George Soros. So this is not happening just by coincidence. This is happening because this whole migration is happening and these caravans that are moving from, from Central America, from Guatemala, from Honduras, from, from uh, Salvador, from Nicaragua, this is not happening just by coincidence. I mean, this is pre-planned. You know, and, and I have to hand it to, to, to the Border Patrol officials. I mean, I have family that that right on the front line and they constantly are telling me that they are overwhelmed with the amount of individuals they have to deal on a daily basis as a matter of fact they're telling me that they're bringing you know bringing individuals from other areas to the Lines in, in, in Texas, in in in, in um, Laredo, Laredo, Nuevo Laredo, that border, McAllen, 
Nogales. You know, so it it's a it's a huge crisis, and whoever tells you that it's not, I bet you they're Democrats because Democrats have every intention of bringing as many illegals into this country as they can because their plan eventually is if we can get them in, we can make them citizens one day. And, <laughs> you know, and I keep, telling, I keep telling people, you know, they're very good liars, very good liars. Because remember those, those kids, the DACA kids, the dreamers? Where, what is their situation today? Has it changed? Or did it change during the eight years of Obama? It did not. And, you know, they promised the dreamers that they were going to help them. And they never did. As a matter of fact, they told them, Obama said, go in there, sign, put your information so we can have it on record. President Trump comes in. He uses that information. And some of them get deported. Okay. So, if you're going to believe that the Democratic Party is going to actually help these individuals, they're going to sell them that. They're going to say, we're, we're, we're with you. You know, the Republicans are the evil ones. They're the ones that want to send you home. But we're going to be here for you. So, and again, the Democratic Party has lost and is losing. You know, there's a movement, a movement called the Walk Away Movement which is basically a lot of Democrats that are walking away from the radical socialist agenda that the Democratic Party has for 2020. I mean, you have the top guy on the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, Tom Perez, he's a radical, a radical socialist, okay? And we have the, the, the Alexandria Cortez Ocasio, who's, who has become a rock star, She's become a rock star based on her socialist credentials. And, you know, everywhere I turn, guess what? I see her. Everywhere I turn, I'm listening to her. And it's because that's the direction that they want to take the United States of America. Even though I think more people, especially I think within the Hispanic community, is beginning to see the intention and the agenda. Because I, I see a growing number of Hispanics moving from the Democratic Party. That's the reason they're so desperate to bring all these new people from these countries in Central America, because that's who they're counting on as the future voters. I mean, I just read an article in one of the newspapers in, uh, in, in south, southern part of Texas, and 24, no, 34 to 35% of the Hispanics there want a bigger wall, a higher wall, okay? And they don't, they want the government to use E-Verify, even have it be a lot more stringent. So we're talking about individuals that live on the southern border who are saying, we don't want any of these people here. So it's, it's, it's basically, that's the reality. We are in a crisis. And the crisis is not going to go away until we get this wall fixed. Now, the good news, last week I had an individual from the organization to get, go get from me, we built the wall. And I just spoke to him today. And they're, they're going to be building a private wall. And that wall, it's going to be built soon. 
I cannot give you any more details, but the good news is that when that wall, that private wall starts being constructed, my show is going to be one of the first to, to hear where that wall, that private wall is going to be built. And I found that so excited. I was so pumped up, so excited about getting those, that news because we want to let you and everyone who's listening to us that there, there's some optimistic, I mean, to be optimistic about where we're going. And that we're not going, the American people donated over $22 million, which may not sound like a lot of money to build a wall, but the wall, this private wall will be built. And it's going to be built similar to the wall in Israel that keeps the jihadists from going into Israel and killing Israelis. So it's a, it, the consultants are Israelis. They know how to build a wall. They know how to keep the enemy out of our country. That's the reason the title for, the, for this show today was The Great Wall of America and the Threat of Our Enemies. Because they, we have enemies here and we have enemies outside of our borders who are plotting every day how to destroy our country from within. Okay? So, I believe that, that we have to be optimistic about these individuals that are building a wall with the money that was provided by the American people. So, and to go on to, to continue on, on, on what I had mentioned, what I had, had asked Cheryl in regards to what, how President Trump has been doing in regards to the wall, I think that if he continues to punish and be tough on these countries like Honduras, like San Salvador, a lot of the Central American countries, and know that he means that, that for them to know that, that he does mean business, he means what he says. Because otherwise, they're not going to take him seriously. So that's the only thing I ask the president: if you're going to say that you're going to do something, do it. Don't say if you can't do it, then don't say it, because it's going to embarrass you and it's going to embarrass us, the American people. So, but I think that. They're getting the message. And Mexico, Mexico has to realize that they depend on the, tra on the traffic, the commercialized traffic between our countries. And if they don't step up to the plate, then you know what? Then we are going to go ahead and impose these tariffs. We're not going to close the border. And I understand the economics of, of doing something like that. It'll create a pandemic economically, okay? So we, we cannot go in that direction, but we can, actually, we can actually do a lot more. One of the things that I recommended and I suggested to uh, certain individuals in Washington that I spoke to that are close to the administration is basically why don't we tax the money that gets sent out to Mexico from all, all, all these Central American countries. Let's put a tax on this, uh, on these money, money that gets wired. And if we do that, I can guarantee you Mexico will be, and the Central American countries will be paying for the war. But we have to really get, be serious about it. You know, I know the politics are, gets, in, gets in the middle, but I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of these countries disrespecting us, okay? We give them financial aid, and 
And on top of that, they don't know how to control their own people, okay? Because there's so many corrupt officials within those governments that are actually encouraging them to leave. Just like in 1980, when the Cuban, Cuban Marielitos, Mariels left Cuba under the order of President Castro, Castro wanted to get rid of his crap, the shit that was in the island, the criminals. So he shipped it to us, okay, in a boat, in boats, during the Jimmy, you know, the great Jimmy Carter era. You know how that era went? Horrible. But then, you know, he was a Democrat, so that's to be expected. Um, so, yes, the, the crisis in, in, in the southern border is real. Totally, totally real. So, now, this is going to be fun. The presidential race, as I briefly touched with Cheryl on the candidates. So we have 1920. I lost track of them, but it's going to be comical. So let's start with Bernie Sanders. I was surprised. I was surprised Cheryl mentioned Bernie Sanders as the top candidate. And the reason I I disagree, I have a different perspective on, on Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a, not just a socialist, but he's a communist. He's a hard rock communist. But a communist that loves to be rich. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a multimillionaire, him and his wife. So, you know, he's no, he's no different than, than, than President Maduro in Venezuela. A socialist communist, but he's well off. He has millions. So that's what I love about these socialists. You know, they, they, they talk about spreading, you know, we, we work for the people and we give the people, and, but they're the ones that are getting enriching themselves. <laughs> so that's the reason I don't believe that crap. I don't believe in, 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 in that socialism will bring the poor and the rich together. That's not true. As a matter of fact, the distance will grow even further, even bigger. At least in capitalism, in the United States, you have the opportunity, or you've had the opportunity, to have your own business and make money and grow your business. But that's not what the Democrats like. Because they don't want you to have all that money. They want to tax you, and they want to take it for themselves. So they can basically spread it out and give it to their to the different entitlement uh, groups. So, so Bernie Sanders, as many millennials that may be interested in Bernie Sanders, I believe that he's not going to get the nomination because the mainstream Democrats, they don't want socialism now because they feel that socialism will be, will allow President Trump to get reelected and win another four years. So they're running scared. I think that right now the Democratic Party is a very divided party. And, I, and I'm saying divided not because they hate each other. Because one thing I have to give the Democrats credit for, they do stick together. They do stick together. Occasionally they may go, they may go, they may go at each other's throat. But overall... They do work better together than the Republicans. So my perception is, even though they screwed Bernie Sanders in 2016, the Hillary bunch, but then Hillary is a, is a scumbag. You know, she's a scumbag. So uh, she basically, uh, they rigged the, uh, the primaries for her, and, 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 and Bernie got screwed. 
So I think he'll get screwed again. And I said that to my fellow colleagues, and, and they said, but why? Why would he get screwed again? Hillary's not there because Joe Biden is part of the, uh, the mainstream. They consider Bernie good. We can use Bernie for certain things, but he's not our type. Joe, creepy, creepy Joe. Joe Biden, he's the one that I think will get the nomination. But one of the things that will be the downfall of Joe Biden is that he's very affectionate. Affectionate with women and kids that are not asking for his affection. So the numerous pictures and videos that have come out that have surfaced about Joe Biden are coming out because there's individuals within the Democratic Party that are backing Bernie Sanders that are basically don't want someone like Joe Biden running on the, on the ticket as a nominee. So it's, it's, it's going to be comical. And then you have the other candidates. I'll touch on, on, on some of them. Then you have Cory, the loser, Newark Booker. Cory Booker was the mayor of one of the worst criminal, uh, criminalized cities in the United States, Newark, New Jersey. This guy went on to become a senator because in New Jersey, which is a very corrupt state, basically the, the machine, the democratic machine controls the areas that he, 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 he's currently representing. And a lot of the party bosses in New Jersey basically said, we'll support you, but you have a mission. And the mission is basically, number one, bring back the bacon to New Jersey. Number two, you have to project yourself as a presidential candidate after a couple of years. So that's why he's, yeah, and he's one of the many that is calling for reparations. Reparations. Where are the reparations going to go to? Individuals that were hurt during slavery are no longer here. So I think that this is just a whole plot by uh, by the Democratic by the Democrats to basically extort contributions. That's number one. Contributions from their big liberal donors. Number two is to maintain and keep the black vote. Voting for Democrats. That to me is the intention. What I see as the intention when you hear all these Democrat candidates talking about reparation. So pay very close attention uh, in, in regards. And then we have Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren, who constantly coming, uh, you know, comes out with, well, we got to raise the, the, the taxes. We got to do, you know, it's like they're robotic. They're, they're like robots. They repeat the same thing over and over. And like one of the Russian um, business oligarchies, you know, just repeating and repeating and hoping and hoping that the message sticks and that people will be be indoctrinated or brainwashed to believe it. 
you know, so it's 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 definitely going to be. I I just can't wait. I'm I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna have my popcorn. That first debate when you see 1920 individuals, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be hilarious. And now that I think of it, I think that they have already surpassed the Republicans. I lost track how many. I think there was 11 Republicans or 12 that were running. Well, I think the Democrats are going to, they're going to go beyond that number. But, uh, so, uh, and the other topic that I, that we had on the show that uh, we briefly covered with Cheryl was the movie On Plan. On Plan, the movie was basically, as Cheryl was mentioning, with the exception of Yahoo, all the other left-wing media tech, like Twitter and like Facebook, they have conspired and colluded to keep that movie from actually airing at all. And... You know, it's 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 sad, but it's reality. You know, when they say censoring, they censor. I see the censorship on Facebook. I see the censorship on on Twitter. But they're constantly saying we're not censoring because they don't want they don't want to have that image that they are basically censoring. But you can see the work that Google and Facebook have done in China. Google has been a partner with the, with the communist Chinese government. They are developing, well, I shouldn't say they're developing. It's already, they're implementing little by little this whole strategy called credit system behavior. What does that mean? What that means is that the government will decide if what you write and what you say is acceptable. And if it's not, you become part of the dissident, dissident list where you're not able to fly you're not able to go to any restaurants. You're not, and, and your children will be taken away from you. So, do you see where we're heading? This is this is a censorship, and I don't care if they tell you no, we're not censorship. The proof is in the pudding. There is an ongoing global strategy to censor free speech. And forget about Europe. And forget about China. I mean, you know, it's basically China's gone. I mean, when it comes to and Europe is slowly but surely dying. And the United States, they're trying very hard. They're working their butts off to implement Across the board, censorship, because things are getting out of control. So, excuse me, um, we have a minute to go. I wanted to touch next week, we're going to have, we're going to go back to learning how to prep. If tomorrow something happens. An electric magnetic impulse or another nature, uh, human nature uh, incident, you know, preparing yourself. So we're going to have the prepper check here, and she's going to have more great information regarding what, how you can prepare yourself and what tools to use to to prepare yourself. So Annie Bordell will be here next week. And then after that, we have quite a few guests. And we're lining up. We will have 
surprise guests that are going to be here in May. So stay tuned for an exciting, exciting uh, new guests that are coming on my show. And, um, you know, God bless America. But before we go, I also wanted to touch on one more last thing that the, the economic situation in the United States, we're doing well. We're growing under President Trump. All right. They're telling me to go. So see you next week, same time, same back channel. God bless, and I'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.